Nedarim daf lamed chet. The last thing we were discussing was how, when teaching mikra, one should not take money. And then we discussed that there are certain psukim that are read differently, and halachale Moshe Misinai. There's no real reason for it. And with that, we're going to start lamed chet amud aleph, five lines in, the last two words on the line, which says Amar Rabbi Hama Rabbi Hanina. The only way Moshe got rich was from the leftovers of the Luchot. Whatever was chiseled off, those little pieces, that's what he became rich from. You should chisel to you two uh, Luchot, like, like the ones from the beginning. The, the wasted pieces that came off, it should be yours. And Amar Biyosi Berbi Hanina Lonit Na Torah Ela Moshe Ozarao. The Torah really was only given to Moshe and his children. Why? So he could teach it Ben Israel. Shnei Amar Ketob Lecha Pesol Lecha. Everything should be to you. Ma Pesol Atan Shelecha. The same way the wasted pieces should be to Moshe. Av Ketavan Shelcha. So also the writing should really belong to Moshe. Moshe Nahag Ba Tobat Ainun Tanal Israel Moshe. Was good with his eye, meaning he gave it to Bnei Israel out of his goodwill. And the pasuk says about him, the one with a good eye should be blessed. Now, Mativ Rav Hasda, Rav Hasda has a problem. It says, Hashem commanded me to teach Bnei Israel. So it was not Moshe being nice. Hashem commanded him. Yama explains, Hashem commanded me. To, to keep the Torah, was for me. Vani lachem, and I gave it my good eye to you. Re'eli mati elchem hokim mishpatim kasher tzivan yashem elohai. How do I explain that? Hashem commanded only me. Oti tziva, vani lachem. Hashem commanded me, and I also taught you. Now, the Gemara has the problem with what Moshe told Yahshua. V'atak kidbu lachem et ha-shira azot. Go write this shira, this song, which is the Torah, and then teach it to Bnei Yisrael, put it in their mouth. So you see that Moshe commanded Yahshua to teach Ben Israel, and Moshe was commanded also to teach Ben Israel. The Gemara explains, no, Hashira Lehuda, the song of Hazino is by itself, it's his own separate thing, it has nothing to do with the rest of the Torah. Okay, but wait a second, it says, Hashira Hazot Israel. It says that this song should testify Ben Israel. Now, what's it testifying on? It's testifying on the rest of the Torah. It means this Hazinu is going on the rest of the Torah. It means there's a mitzvah for Moshe to teach Ben Israel the Torah. Ela, rather, the Gemara explains, what was given to Moshe and his children, all the depths and all the deep sevarot and all the ins and outs of the Torah. Ben Israel, you could teach them mitzvot, you could teach them halachot, be simple. And Moshe was good with his eye, meaning he shared even the svarot and the heavy concepts and all the deep thoughts. And Amar Ibi Yohanan in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Mashiach Shekhinato, HaKadosh Baruch Hu only puts his Shekhinah ila al gibor ve'ashir ve'chacham ve'anav. Someone who's a gibor, someone who's rich, someone who's smart, and someone who's humble. Ve'chulan, mi Moshe, and all this we learned from Moshe. Gibor, dekhtiva yifrosh et ha'oyel ala mishkan. He was so strong, he was able to set the, the tent over the Mishkan. Moshe Rabbeinu was the only one who put that uh, that curtain over the Mishkan. And we said that each beam was ten amot uh, tall. But the Gemara says, Maybe he was very tall but very weak. 
Rather, we learn from a different pasuk. Moshe grabbed the two luchot and he threw it, and he broke them. We learned that the luchot were six tefachim tall. Verochban shishan, they were six tefachim wide. shelosha, and they were another three tefachim thick. So you see, Moshe was able to grab stones that were that thick, that big. You saw, it shows that he was strong. Ashir, how do we know he was rich? Because Pesolecha, we learned that Pesoltan, the leftover, the, the, the chiseled off pieces of the Luchot went to Moshe. Hacham, how do we know Moshe was Hacham? Rabbi Shmuel, they both said, there's 50 uh, gates of Bina, wisdom were created in the world. And everything was given to Moshe except one. Hashem made him a little bit less than Hashem, which is on level 50. Anav, how do we know he was humble? It says in Pasuk, Moshe was humble. And Amar all the Nevi'im were rich. How do we know? From those four Nevi'im. Moshe, how do we know? Moshe never needed to take even a donkey from anyone. Meaning, if he's talking about that he never had to rent it, you're coming to tell me that Pokemon, the Shakal, you're coming to tell me that Moshe is excluding himself from the people who don't uh, pay money, meaning uh, you're you're appraising yourself that you're not a thief. Ela, no, what was his point? Even for rent, he didn't have to. Why? He didn't need anything from anyone else because he was rich. Thikmar says, yeah, but maybe maybe he was so poor and he didn't he wouldn't be able to pay for that donkey and he didn't need it ela how do we know min pesolecha pesoltan yeshelcha we learn from the word pesolecha that the way that the chiseled off pieces went to moshe okay that that was moshe shmuel how do we know he was rich tikhtif hineni anu bi neged hashem beneged meshiho Shmuel has been able to answer it. Sure, Mila Kahti, whose axe did I take? Vahamor Mila Kahti, whose donkey did I take? Now, if he's come to tell me that he didn't take it, Ibahinam, they didn't take it for free. La Pokem man de Shakal, Vahinam, you come and tell me that uh, you're better than the person who just takes things from people for free, meaning the, the thieves. You come to praise yourself that you're not a thief. That, that's not a Hidush. Ella da Filu Bishar, even for renting, he didn't. Why? Because uh, he was rich. Maybe Dilma Daniava, maybe he was poor. And that's the reason he, he couldn't pay for it, and that's why he didn't borrow. Ela Mehacha, rather learn from here. Uchuvato Rama Kisham Beto. if you needed Shmuel, you'd go to the Ramata because that's where his house was. Wherever he went, he brought his house with him. Because he didn't want to benefit from anyone. And Amarava Gadol Mashinyamabishmuel, Yotem Mashinyamabimoshe. Whatever was written about Shmuel is greater than what it said by Moshe. By Moshe it says, I didn't take a donkey from anyone. Even renting, he didn't take it. Even if he needed it, even if they wanted it, he he wouldn't want to rent it from other people. It said that you didn't force us to give anything to you and you didn't even make us want it. Meaning he just didn't take anything from anyone. Amos, how do we know he was rich? Amos told Amatsya, I'm not a Navi, my father's not a Navi. 
I'm not trying to make any money on this Nivu'ah business. I have a business. I check uh, wood to see which one I could continue planting with, which one you have to cut off. I have a business already. I'm rich. And Kedim Targem, Rav Yosef, like Rav Yosef explained, Are Mare Gete Ana. I have a flock, I have sheep, and I have uh, trees over there in the in the valley, and I, I'm, I'm rich, I have money. Yonah, how do you know Yonah was rich? Yonah paid for the boat, and he went in the boat. What does that mean? Well, he paid for the entire boat, just get me out of here. And how much was that boat worth? Arba'at alafim dinare da'aba was 4,000 dinarim of gold. Obviously, he was rich. In the beginning, Moshe was learning Torah and he was forgetting it. Until it was given to him as a gift. Hashem gave it to him. It had to be as a gift because the, the learning wasn't sticking to him. Next, Mishnah. Vezanet ishtoved banav, a person who vowed that he's that the, another person is not going to have benefit from him. This the vower is allowed to feed his wife, his children. Even though the father, the husband has to feed them, still the vower is allowed to feed them. Now, what exactly are we talking about over here? The Rosh says we're talking about a person is hayaf to feed his wife, and therefore the the vower took care of the wife for him. Rabbein Utam says we're talking about a situation where a person divorced his wife, then he remarried her, and he was supposed to feed the daughter, and uh, and, uh, and uh, the vower fed the daughter, so it could be both cases. Now, what's the reason it's mutar? Um, so, the Ran explains, if you want to go uh, according to Hanan, he holds we're to- uh, the reason the vower is allowed to uh, f- uh, to feed the wife and the kids, because it's an obligation that, uh, that the father or husband has to pay, and a person can pay an obligation for someone else. It's like re- removing a lion away from someone's property. You're saving a person a problem. That's allowed. And even according to Rabbanan, who argue on Hanan, they hold, okay, you're right. You don't, you're not allowed to remove a lion away from someone, but you're allowed to give tzedakah. And when he's feeding this wife and kids, he's giving tzedakah, and that's allowed. So that's the way the Ran explains the mahloket. Tosfot explains... Could be we're talking about the extra mezonot, meaning there's a certain amount that every person eats, and then there's extra. And then this person was giving extra, so he wasn't. So the father husband wasn't really benefiting from it. And the Tosfot Rosh brings down from Rabbi Nutam that no, the father is over here; he didn't run away. And we're talking about a situation where he's just like giving them a gift. I can give anyone a gift. I'm it's a matana. I'm not helping this person; I'm just giving a gift. Sort of like the tzedakah answer that the Ran gave. So either way, he is, uh, the vower is allowed to feed the person's wife and uh, children. But he's not allowed to feed the animal of this person, uh, whether it's an animal that's tameh or tahor. He's allowed to feed the non-kosher animal. But he's not allowed to feed the animal that is kosher. So Amrulo, so they asked the question to Bilazer, what's the difference between an animal that is Tameh Tahor? Why uh, the Tameh you're allowed to feed and you're not allowed to feed the Tahor? So Amadur Bilazer told them, The animal that is Tahor, once it passes away, it goes up to Shamaim, and you could enjoy the, the flesh, you can enjoy the meat, you can enjoy the body. 
So the more you're feeding it, the fatter it's getting, the more meat. So you're helping this person out. Now, once, uh, once this not kosher animal dies, the body and the nefesh, whatever's inside, goes to Hashem. That's it, you can't eat it anyways. So therefore, you're allowed to feed it. Or like the Ran says, the more you feed it, the less it's going to work. It's going to get lazy, it's not going to move. So Amrullah, they told him, well, even the animal that is Tameh, even if it dies and the nefesh goes to Shamaim, still you could enjoy the goof. You could sell it to Goyim for food, or you could feed it to his dogs as an Evela. So therefore, feeding it should also be Asur. Now, the Gemara starts, Amar bi Yitzhak, Barhanya Malavuna, Hamudahan Amehavir, if a person, he, he, he's not allowed to have any benefit from his friend, Mutada Si Lo Bito, he's allowed to give him his daughter to marry. Now, Havir Ba Rabbi Yizra, Rabbi Yizra asked the question, Bimaskin, what are we talking about? What situation will be as the father giving his daughter to the other guy? Ilema, if you want to tell me, where the father's assets are asur to the hatan, then why is he allowed to give him his daughter? You're giving the hatan a maidservant to serve him, meaning you're letting him benefit, meaning his daughter is going to be working for the guy, cooking for the guy, cleaning for the guy, so you're letting the guy benefit from your assets. Elas, we have to say, we're talking about maybe the hatan's things, assets, are asur on the father of the kala. Well, if that's the case, then there's no Hidush, because Gedolam is Amru, we said even worse, that a person's allowed to feed a person's wife and kids, even though the other person is obligated to feed it. We learned that in our Mishnah. You're telling me that you're allowed to let the daughter get married? Of course she can get married, but not even a Hidush. So the Gemara goes back. You have to say, You have to say, where the father's things are asur and hatan. We're talking about where the daughter is already over 12 and a half. And she's making the decision. And therefore, it's not like he, the father is letting this person benefit. And Tananamiachi, we have a bright like this. If a person vowed that his friend can't have any hana'ah from him, benefit from him, he's not allowed to have his daughter marry him. But he's allowed to have him marry his daughter who's a bogeret over 12 and a half, and as long as it's with her consent. And Amar Biyakov, Amadir Beno Torah, if a father vowed that he's not going to have any benefit from his son, this way his son will never leave his books, always be learning Torah, don't worry about your parents. That's the way the Ran brings it up and the Rosh brings uh, brings it up. The Rosh brings a, a different perush, a little bit opposite. A father vowed that his son won't have any benefit from the father because the child doesn't want to learn Torah and still, mutar The son is allowed to fill up water for his father, get him a cup of water, and he's allowed to light him a candle. These are small things, there's no bitul Torah, that's okay. And the Rebid's Haq Amar, he also added, that the son could roast for his father a small fish. It's something small, tiny to do. It's not really a big bitul Torah situation, therefore he's okay with it. And a person vowed that his friend won't have any benefit from him. Mutalashkotokoshalom Yalada give him a cup of peace. Mind you, what's a koshel shalom? So Babel, they explained that that koshel beta evel. It's a cup that they used to bring. It's, there was ten cups of wine that they used to give. 
out in Bet Avelim. One of them was Koshel Shalom, so that's what we're talking about. And Bem Aravam, in Israel, they said it was Koshel Bet Aminhat. It was the cup that they used to drink after the bath. They used to they used to drink hot water after the bath. This way, inside and outside, it could be cleaned. And the reason uh, why both of these are mutar, that Rambam explains, is because they're ceremonious. They're like uh, an automatic thing. It's not uh, something you're enjoying for me. It's not an extracurricular thing. No, this is just like a ceremonious thing. It's like a kiddush cup at a, at a wedding or something like that. It's something just ceremonious, and therefore it's not a sort. It's not considered a hana'a per se. And the Avad didn't like that explanation, and he explains, no, the real reason is because these are life and death things, and that's why it's mutar. And the Rashba asks on the Avad, how could you allow the neder things because of life and death? And the Meir, he just puts everything together, and he says, look, it's such a small benefit, it's such a small hana'ah, there's nothing really to it, so when it's, you know, B'sha'at haq will okay something like that. Okay. Velo yazunet behemto, Ben, so we said, Hachamim said, do not feed the, the other person's animal, whether it's Tameh or Tahor, and Rabbi Ezra said, Tahor, no, Tameh, yes. Tanya, Yoshua, Ish, Uza, Omer, Zan, the vower is allowed to feed Abadav, slave, Shif, Chotav, maidservants, Akinanim, the Goyim, Veloyazun, Behemto, Ben, Temeah, Ben, Tahor, Rabbi, now to feed the animals, whether they're kosher or not kosher, my Tama, what's the reason? Because Abadav, Shif, Chotav, Akinanim, Limin, Haruta, Avidan. They're meant to just work. They're you know, that's it. They're going to pass away, and that's it. There's nothing really. You're not going to eat the slave. However, behema lefatume avida, even an animal that is tameh, you're supposed to fan it up, and you know, okay, you'll sell the meat or you give it to the dogs or something, but you'll do something with the meat with the slave. You're not going to do much. Now, the Ran brings a different gisa, which probably makes a little bit more sense. It's not Limnharuta. Le, le, le Limnharuta means just to die. He writes Limnharuta. It's sort of like to pick, to clean up things. And that will make more sense with what we're trying to get at. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.